Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Gearhead Shop Talk. Now, this is the very first episode, and I want to be able to explain the purpose behind this as well as what you're going to see. Um, so, the purpose of Gearhead Shop Talk I wanted to make because I wanted to make the public and the community more knowledgeable about cars and you know people who are interested in the automotive and just keep people informed of what's going on around them in the automotive field uh, not just automotive motorcycles but as well as if, if you see the description it's going to be like whatever you know gearheads talk about in the shop if whether it be financial home improvement stuff you know their family and whatnot just a little bit of everything um but mostly focused on uh the automotive world the motorcycle community and everything so uh, that's what it's going to be about. So um, we're going to do a couple of highlights of uh, kind of break it down of what we're going to talk about during these episodes. Um, and I do really hope that you guys send me a message, drop something. I don't know how it works yet for Spotify, but be able to leave me a message so I'm able to communicate back and forth with the community and talk about things that way it gives me more things to talk about but uh break it down to basically the automotive industry you know american industries the european industry and then the asian industry uh for automotive uh as well as same thing with motorcycles like what's new and hot for motorcycles as well as uh like what's what's the shop talk going to be about you know what what's what's new what's going to be in the like you go into the shop tomorrow what are you guys going to talk about that's what this is going to be about you know um and this is hopefully going to help people on their drive into work kind of give them something to you know break the ice with so on that note let's go to uh big block news big block news um as many people who are in the automotive world know that there is a huge huge chip shortage out there um and that is affecting every single car maker it's not just the u.s it's not just uh europe or japan it's everyone everyone is suffering because the if people don't know too i should educate them on this is uh, when I say chip, I'm talking about the processing chip that uh, communicates the vehicles, like to the airbag safety system, seat belts. Uh, if you know high-end cars, you talk about like the sense, every little sensor. The uh, wasn't a Tesla. The auto drive feature, the lane detection on the side, uh, backup camera, everything that is communicates inside the vehicle goes through a processing chip and those chips get made from all over the world and there is you know depending on who you buy from it's going to be expensive or if you know work out a deal with some people it's might be not um but huge from what i've been reading uh, huge chip shortage across the entire globe and it's really struggling um the whole market it's it's really shocking the market and it's also driving into the next generation of vehicles that we're going to see the next generation of vehicles we're going to see is basically you know the electric vehicles tesla 
and we're going to kind of switch from that to Tesla with this whole chip shortage thing. They actually decided to, you know, when they made their own, when they wrote their own software and everything, they actually, uh, was it? They, they kind of knew this was coming and they knew they, they built uh, alternative chips and write the firmware in the matter of weeks for them. And this is this is helping Tesla a lot. And this is why Tesla right now is like their production levels is really high still. Uh, their demand is really high for their cars. And it's it's insane. But Tesla knew this was coming, was getting ready for it. But like BMW, Daimler, uh, Chevy, I just got done dealing with purchasing a vehicle through Chevy and someone came in and we asked in to kind of go off topic here. She came in, she's like, I want a Chevy Suburban or was it a Chevy Tahoe? And I want it with this like trim level on it. And the guy, the, the salespeople usually don't turn away, especially when someone knows what they want. So all of a sudden they're like, we can't. We don't have any of those. We're out. We we have no vehicles coming. They're they're not coming because the reason why they're not on their way is because of this chip shortage. There's literally vehicles in plants waiting for these computer chips because there's not they're not being made fast enough. The demand for vehicles has gotten to that point where we are not producing enough stuff for the vehicles. The vehicles are so far advanced now that it's requiring more demand of these chips to be able to build these vehicles i mean the vehicle i just bought the how much sensors there are on it and everything that it does it just blows my mind and yeah so tesla let's back it up here so tesla is preparing for the the future um they are hurting as well because they the chips you know rely on the air like the airbag modules the vehicle seat belts and they're not gonna they, any manufacturer is not going to produce a vehicle and let it leave the factory without having all the safety checks in order that's just a given we we gotta accept that so um I'm just reading that it's telling me I can only record for 30 minutes. So I just want to make sure I get what I want said in there. So, um, yeah, so chips. Yeah, so sorry, back it up. Tesla. Yeah, so Tesla's not going to be shipping any cars with the, all the safety measures being, you know, met. And totally agree with that. Anyone would anyone in their right mind is like oh I want to buy this vehicle that's you know oh but it's missing the safety chip and we'll get past it the only thing that gets past the safety if that doesn't want excuse me doesn't want a safety chip is basically a race car a drag car or a rally car anything that's going to be meant for speed they don't really care about the airbag or the lane departure sensor because they don't care because they uh they're racing the vehicle they don't they don't care so i mean are we gonna see a maybe increase in oh hey you know these all these cars are sitting on a lot would you like to take you know 10 of them and make them in the race cars who knows but they still 
a lot of those chips, you know, even in race cars, fuel injection, uh, air to fuel ratio, exhaust sensors, um, you know, mass airflow sensors, um, you know, that's that's just it, it. It needs a processing chip, and we're really short right now. Um, I guess too, and you know, to kind of give my, you know, let's do was it tech background or you know tech talk. My background is I grew up uh, around automotive. I loved working on my uh, classic cars with my old man, and uh, I went to school for it. Uh, I was down at Universal Technical Institute uh, in Orlando, Florida. Shout out to them because great school, a little too expensive for not having some sort of degree. Uh, it gave me a technical diploma, which has gotten me thus far, but I'm not in the mechanical field anymore. I am more of a technician in a manufacturing field that's not dealing with cars. I'd rather deal with cars. If I was a tech for uh, like Chevy on diagnosing their vehicles, I would like on the line. Oh, or a Porsche or anyone, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Um, but uh, graduated from them with honors with like a 3.7 GPA, uh, created the student council down there as I was down there because I was bored. So I wanted to create some sort of student council and kind of pass that along from, you know, the next wave of students coming through and just keep that going because we started our own car show and car meetup uh we got to use the dyno more often then and you know the local cops and community like that and it 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 as a business standpoint it got more uh <clears throat> community involvement and like was it views it made the people around the area wanting to go to go to school for that especially that school and i think there's like four or five institutes now set up without, uh, throughout the nation so yeah so graduated with them came back I worked in the mechanic field as a private mechanic working for a guy for about two three years maybe and then um, then I left uh, and worked at Sears for about another three or four years worked my way up to a master tech diagnostics um, left them to go to aerospace as an assembler and then I will build up to an aerospace technician. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Um, I can, I can't, can't go wrong with that. So that's just kind of gives you my background. I'm not, I'm not dumb. I'm not stupid when it comes to mechanics or, you know, stuff like that. I'm willing to talk about it. I'm willing to learn too. Cause to believe me, the stuff that we were learning, we were just learning about hybrids and, not even touching electric vehicles yet and now we were just going through school and that was in 2010 so like the, the kids going through school now learning about all these chips and uh, electric vehicles and electric motors and you know the braking systems and all that oh my gosh i i would have to go back to school just to get re a recap on it because I'm not that smart. I know how to disable it. I know how to disable electric vehicle, and that's it. That's how we, that, you know, that we were taught that. <laughs> so, but so far advanced these vehicles have come. Uh, give me one second.
Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, did kind of my profile. We kind of did the chip shortage. Uh, let's go to uh, <clears throat> do some box office uh, I'm a big movie goer so I like going to movies and I know if you're a mechanic or you are in the big auto auto <clears throat> if you're a, uh, if you're a gearhead like me you went and seen the new fast five, fast nine movie I think to be honest and you can take this with a grain of salt fast and furious kind of went when they went towards the whole spy theme in Fast Six, it kind of, I it kind of got. I think they lost a lot of interest in the community because the community liked the whole outlaw feel of the cars and everything, especially like the original Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and uh, not so much Fast and Furious, or was it to Tokyo Drift? Was you know Tokyo Drift was one of my favorites, uh, but with the fast nine the, the whole spy thing came out it just kind of it, it gave a twist yeah there's so many exotic and new cars and you know everyone every big corporation that has you know big supercars is in it and like you know the community can't really afford a brand new lamborghini i mean as much as i would love to but yeah like, you know so they they went towards this spy thing and you know I don't know how well they're doing. Uh, clearly, they're doing good because uh, F9 opened just after the pandemic kind of released here, and it's a box office hit. I think from what I read, um, 58 million through the Memorial Holiday weekend in box office, and it's generated 124 million in the U.S. in 2021. I mean, to a standpoint, not a big films are, are really out right now because of COVID-19 hit and there's not a, a lot of releases. So we kind of have to expect that there's not going to be, you know, anything, you know, any big movies being released. So for this is being one of the biggest, you know, franchises and have got released its new film boom you know that's perfect so it kind of set the bar after you know after a while so it set the bar for other movies to get up to um and it's it was i liked it i'm not you know spoiler alert i'm not i'm not gonna say much about it but it was very good um you know just the the feel of it the new characters bring back some old characters in it uh you know first like 20 minutes of the film I saw a Jeep Grand Cherokee that was like the SRT version beautiful car uh, Dom had a mid-engine charger that was lowered freaking awesome I mean have you seen a mid-engine charger before <laughs> to have the engine right behind your left ear or right ear whichever side you're driving on is insane and then uh, Letty um, had she rode off into the distance with her Harley Davidson Sportster. That was, and it, you know what? That was my, that's my that's my bike. Legitimately, it's not the same color, but it's 
I have Harley Sportster just like that. And I was like, oh, she rode my bike. <laughs> so kind of dramatic, but I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it's the whole market. Uh, oh, what's it called? Target market. Someone can correct me in the in the chat or something. But yeah, so they were a hit movie. What else did they have? Um, from what I saw, they had an orange and black Supra, kind of bringing back from the Supra from the original. Um, there has always been a Supra in it, and then like I think in Fat Too Fast Too Furious, they kind of brought. <sighs> that the Mitsubishi Lancer and the Eclipse were yeah right yeah I I know I should I should know better I just I don't have these facts in front of me right now but um and Too Fast Too Furious is when uh or the in-between film that they created uh just after that uh showing how Brian got his GTR how he ended up in Miami because there was no backstory there they, they had no backstory from when he left LA to go to Miami so when he custom made his GTR and, and, and did everything on it and then he raced it and he did really good and everything um, it, that's when Brian fell in love with his GTR like the GTR feels which is great because the GTR is an awesome car uh, I haven't had the personal, you know, to drive one, but I would love to, just to feel for it. Um, that there's not one in this one, and there hasn't been a GTR like kind of, and O'Brien has one, except at you know, spoiler again, at the end of the film, you know, they kind of do a tribute to Paul, where he uh, drives in with a GTR, a blue one which is kind of brings back you know sad memories but yeah so they brought back the supra and they, they still have the gto um as well as um was it helen murin appears back into it as uh magdalene shaw you know shaw's mother and or you know both shaw's others right she shows up in it with this eggplant purple noble m600 and that thing they they raced in it and that thing was sweet you know i think i missed a little bit of that part because you know bladder issues but yeah it, i still got to see a clip of it it was great and then also uh because everyone knows john cena was in it great you know he actually I, I did not know after you know having the rock in it and then having another like <laughs> wrestler in it I was like what is going on <laughs> they're gonna turn this into WWE but uh <clears throat> they basically had <clears throat> sorry uh he drove a 2016 Ford Mustang that was a GT350 how sweet that fit I mean it's the iconic the iconic Ford GT, and then it was bucket heads with Dom's kind of newer, newer SRT, or is that the Hellcat, or was it, um, I I don't know if that was a Hellcat uh, charger or if it was an SRTA charger, but there is a newer type charger in it, and then of course there is the 
iconic uh, in the trailer, uh, Pontiac Fiero with a jet engine strapped to it. So, yeah, it was insane. Um, I kind of laughed when I saw Pontiac Fiero. I was like, oh my god. Those things are so ugly. I did. I never like been in one, but I don't know how well they handled or anything. But yeah. So, yeah. So we can talk Fast and Furious all day with me. And I'm not going to rant about that, but we're going to continue on a little bit with um, let's see, motorcycle uh, to kind of go to, was it, we're going to go to the motorcycle community or, or and let's see what's out there for the motorcycle community um i know harley davidson recently released their new pan america um and i actually did get to sit on that and that thing is so technology technologically advanced and what concerns me is you know this chip shortage with automotive field it's gonna affect the motorcycle community as well we just haven't seen it yet um but Harley Davidson's Pan America kind of gives me that BMW kind of cross country vibe. Very, and it, it sits up high, and the right angle is not bad. Mid controls kind of got a good stance on the bike. But the fact is, is when you when you take off, the bike lifts up a little bit to give you that extra clearance to go. Uh, to be able to go like off road uh, off the beaten path I think a lot of people who go moto camping and my moto campers out there you know I've done it I've moto camped with a street glide so no excuses right I mean if you're in a chopper I get it but um, with this bike you can do that no problem no sweat any dirt road you can get down especially if they have the, the, the chunky tires on it heck yeah um I forgot what. Uh, also, was it Harley Davidson is introducing their 2021 Sportster S, uh, also as well as a Harley Davidson X Jason Momoa line of clothing. Of course, it's going to be expensive because it's a Jason Momoa. Um, check out more, uh, and we can touch on the electric uh, bike uh, they're saying that if you do you know since the live wire is an electric vehicle you do get $2,500 credit uh, on your federal income taxes plus additional rebates if you live in California, Oregon, Pennsylvania but that that's that's because the government wants us to go towards these electric vehicles and we can talk more about that later it's something else for a future episode um, let's go to the Harley Davidson 2021 Sportster S. Um, it is a Max 1250T. It is a legendary V twin, of course. Liquid cool powertrain, which everyone's kind of going towards that liquid cool. Even Harley Davidson knows it's going that way. Um, kind of, it if you guys seen it, kind of gives like a more modern, kind of more modern almost like a Bonneville kind of style, but a lot more like Harley on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
So I'm just trying to get up some specs here. So give me a second. Um, 94 foot pounds of torque, 121 horsepower, a four inch round display screen, Bluetooth and moving maps navigation bonus for that. Um, weight uh, weight at running order is 502 pounds. So what we call wet weight uh, is 502 pounds. Not bad. So it's kind of a light bike. Um, I think let's do a comparison wet weight on a street glide. Um, uh, wet weight is 776 pounds. So you got 200 almost pounds less than that. So uh, yeah, uh, going moving forward, the Pan America has really is revolutionary, uh, revolutionizing uh, Harley into what the future and reaching different customers is going to be. So yeah, I'm almost running out of time too. So let me touch on something else. Honda Grom is making uh, a newer bike, that's a little bit smaller, but the same power which is good. Yamaha is releasing or released a uh, Yamaha XSR 12 or was it 125, which is kind of good from looks like it's like a kind of like a, a Ducati. Nah, du yeah, gives me a Ducati feel towards it. Um, and then also there's the bagger races if you guys haven't tuned into them tune into the bagger races that they've been doing indian and harley has been going at it to try to get like the best best and fastest bagger bike which has been really cool to watch to see those things on the racetrack um so yeah been going here for about 26 minutes now so i'm gonna kind of wrap it up uh but yes so that's things that you know i want to discuss with the community and kind of see what's out there so definitely <clears throat> tune in and tune in for next ep or more episodes in the future um definitely want to talk about more uh tech talk like tech tools and like what to check for in vehicles like around this time frame it's about midsummer it's the highest time to see it in summer so and i'm also taking a road trip to texas soon as well so there's that and i would like to get my experience on you know <clears throat> on the on the podcast you know kind of give people how the driving went what vehicle i took what tire pressure i had set at and everything else um so yeah we touched on three subjects and i'm gonna you know kind of recap went on the automotive field the auto chip shortage and everything we talked about the motorcycle you know mostly Harley-Davidson, but a couple of uh, other things, what we're seeing in the motorcycle community. Hopefully the motorcycle community is going to grow a little bit, um, as well as background on me and the Fast 9 movie that got released. Uh, kind of maybe some subjects for the next one, and I'm going to write this down so I don't forget, uh, is some tech talk on what you should check on your vehicle on a routine basis, as well as uh kind of what i'm going to kind of be seeing at uh there's this thing up here in the northern states called cars and coffee and what it was was the ceos had this huge garage complex area and they brought all their high-end cars bentley's and all this stuff out and 
uh, they outgrew that. So there were about 16,000 people come out to this thing. So they moved it to a race, tra- uh, race like a horse racing track, and the parking lot is huge. So they bring everyone out there, and it's not, it's not just cars and coffee anymore. It's cars, motorcycles, it's off-road vehicles, it's high-end cars, it's race cars, it's drifting, it's every any. If you're in even the street racing community, you're there just to check it out because you love the love you your gear at period. Uh, so that I'm going to talk on that's the first Saturday of every month I'll kind of recap what I see what I liked about it um, and uh, motorcycle community what's going on in the motorcycle community world and hopefully kind of bring people up to speed on that one as well so yeah I really appreciate everyone tuning in and thank you so much um, kind of like a quick thing saying it is getting cl- summertime uh, be sure to check your cabin air filter. We use those ACs a lot during the summer, and those cabin air filters get dirty really quick. Mine just got it. Should have had this replaced, but the cabin air filter was black. So I highly suggest you go ahead and uh, check your cabin air filter if you have one. Some older vehicles don't have it, but some, a lot of newer ones do, even a pickup truck. So, Yes. So that's all I got for this episode. So thank you guys for tuning in and tune in next time. See ya.